0: and welcome to the Corny and Lind Legal Chatter podcast, where we discuss different but likely scenarios, provide general legal information, and get to know our lawyers. Please note that this podcast series does not provide or intends to provide legal advice.
1: Hi, and welcome to the first legal chatter podcast for 2021. My name is Helana Tambet and I'm a director here at Corny and Lind Lawyers and today it gives me great pleasure to introduce uh, Sophie Foster who's the digital editor for News Corp based here in Brisbane. Sophie writes mainly for the real estate and property section and today we've brought her in to have a chat between myself and Eduardo Cruz who's also a director here about what real estate and property buying uh, here in Brisbane, Queensland, and indeed Greater Australia uh, looks like in a post COVID season. All right, well, thanks, Sophie. Thank you for joining us today. Um, you know, it's been an interesting. 2020 and now we're at the beginning of 2021 and I suppose um, what we probably want to ask you from what you've seen is uh, about property perspective, especially in this restrictive season that we're living in with COVID and, you know, I suppose just... What have you seen? Whether it's a seller's market, a buyer's market, trends uh, as they unfold, and you know one of the things that we've we've come across is, uh, and I'm sure you noted know this as well, is that traveling has become more difficult. Let's not even consider international travel, but interstate per se, uh, borders shut and reopen almost as quickly as they come down. And so movement restrictions, I I suppose one of the things that we're seeing is that buying property occurs without having physically seen it. So the introduction of virtual inspections or uh, virtual meetings uh, and uh, buyers being taken around the property, uh, they've all played a part in seeing the increase of online buying with uh, online auctions and digital inspections. So, um, you know, uh, what is a key point of interest, I suppose, for our listeners out there that you, they should be considering uh, if a property is not available to purchase uh, with online inspection? Oh, if
2: it's not available online, it's. uh, What's happened is COVID has changed the entire lay of the land for the real estate industry. And so what um, we're finding now is that uh, real estate agents that used to be resistant to doing sort of virtual inspections um, and online auctions, they were forced by COVID to start uh, uh, adapting uh, and adopting these kind of technologies Mm. um, to their... uh, to what they do in order to, to keep going. And people just weren't allowed to go through properties. So how would you even sell a property if you didn't offer uh, a buyer a way to see that property? Um, so businesses that were offering that service, like being able to go in and film a house mm-hmm. for you and put a little video for you so you could put it up online with your listing, um, those businesses did really well. Um, and little technology companies that were offering um, that service so that they they can come in and they can secure your online auction for you. But you know you could even do it through Facebook if you wanted. Yeah, that's right. Um, the thing with um, Queensland though is you can't bid online, so they had to bid. On, uh, the law's restrict you from bidding online, so you can't just click, click, click like you know, mm. if you're doing some kind of online auction on some website. You had to actually be on the phone and bid. Is mm. is how it was when it uh, first started in March, um, but. Uh, what what we noticed was the real estate industry was one of the first um, industries to move wholeheartedly towards online, online. and digital. Yeah. And that ended up being their saving grace. Mm. Uh, and as a result of them shifting that way, they were able to prove to governments and authorities that they could um, keep selling property safely. Mm.
1: Um,
2: and that's why, I mean, that's a big reason why the real estate market has continued to thrive yeah. throughout COVID, even as people lost their jobs and everything.
3: Right. So with, with, with that shift towards an online uh, inspection and when that um, ability to look at the property physically has, has partially been removed, what are the tips or, or things that, that potential buyers should be looking at when they're doing an inspection online?
2: When you're doing, uh, when you're watching the video online, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you would, you, you. I mean, you have to realize that the online video is is being put up by the seller, yeah, by the seller's agent. So that agent is not acting for you. That agent is acting for the seller. So they're going to show that property in its best light. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have to keep that sort of lens on when you're watching the video. I mean. you're going to be blown away by the property. The goal of the video is to make you love the property, right? Mm. Yeah, uh, that's just right. Like any <laughs> right. So you go through, and that's basically like a first step in the door. So they mm. want you to see the video and say, "I love that property. I want to know more about it." And then you take your other steps. I mean, there's many, many ways that you can do that. You, um, like we've had a surge in buyers uh, mm. from the mm. states who, because of lockdown and everything, weren't allowed to come up here. So. Mm-hmm. Um, they engage buyers' agents, uh, friends, uh, property investment advisors. Uh, you know, maybe mm. uh, I, I don't think lawyers did it because there'd be so many ramifications. Yes, um, but uh, they did engage like professionals mm. um, and friends to go and see properties on their behalf, uh, walk through or whatever, take you just on the street.
3: Have they got? Has has the industry gone back to um, open homes?
2: Yeah, Open Homes um, did uh, reopen in Queensland Was one of the first ones to allow it. Yeah, um, We allowed, I think, 10 at first. And mm, yeah. uh, it was very early in the piece last yeah. year. Yeah. I think it was at the end of the first quarter, no, uh, mid-second quarter, um, that we allowed, and then we went to 20, and then we went to 50 by June, I think it was. Mm. Uh, I'm not certain on that, but yeah, I think that's what it was, and we were like very early to open up because there was no community transmissions happening yeah. as much as somewhere like in the southern states mm-hmm. but very strict rules I mean right from the start um, they had these books that you had to fill out so that they could contact trace um, you had there was four meet, four square meter distancing between yeah. people yeah. So strict limits on how many people could be in there so what you were finding was there were auctions that were happening and there were just people spilled out all over the street stopping traffic yeah. because um, they were not allowed to be next to each other there were people bigging on houses from, like, the bus stop across the road. Wow. Because, of, yeah. because you have to have four square meter distance. Yeah. They're waving their paddle from across the street, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but those are the things that um, had to be done. And, and you know, real estate agents, as much as um, everybody else, quite fun-loving people, I, I find in most cases. Yeah. And so they just went with it. Uh, so with... So,
3: with um, so because there's been a, a peak in, in, uh, in purchasing of, of properties... Have you also seen a, a a shift in mentality with the way that banks are approaching uh, the finance clause of of every contract any any fast tracking has it slowed down? Are there anything that um, potential buyers should be doing so mm. that because there are so many people yeah. bidding or trying to get a a, a, a property? anything that you have seen that people are doing to, to ensure that they get that property that they've looked at.
2: Yeah, oh, that's, that's like the, a really hard one. Yeah. Because, I mean, any property that you go and see, there might be like 150 people that yeah. you don't know that are also looking at the same property. And many of these, I mean, they could be investors, they could be people who have two or three houses behind them, yeah. they could be first-home buyers, like there's a whole range of types of buyers competing for the same property as you. Um, they do say uh, recommend, the agents do recommend that you have your finance uh, pre-approved mm-hmm. um, where, because you might set your eyes on a property and but that's so fall it. in love with it
3: but and that sounds like even if you've got pre-approval you're not
2: yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. guaranteed yeah. You've got there to, is no guarantee
3: because yeah. Yeah. Back, yeah. back, way back when like, 20 years ago when, when we were purchasing our first home it was like, oh you've got pre-approval
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're under- pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're
0: keeping.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now, that every you should assume every person who rocks up to an auction yeah. who comes through an open home, you should assume that they have pre-approval. And so, what they recommend, uh, like for first-time buyers and everybody else, is do your research first. So, mm. if you're if you're in the market, you know that you want to buy something this year. We actually had a story mm. on this this week where we had a whole range of like mortgage brokers and other experts say what they wish first home buyers knew before they turned up to a mm. property that they might want um, and they were saying they really wish that people would do their research so like go go and see as many open homes mm. as you can that's in the area that you want go and see like a range of properties mm. go and see a live auction see how it operates uh, see the sort of people that are bidding and so mm. then you realize oh my god like i might be bidding like with my grandparents people who are like my grandparents and everybody knows how cashed up grandparents are in this country yes. <laughs> you know they bought their homes for $20,000 yes. and they all Yeah, are low, yeah. You know, well not all of them but you know what I mean um, and, and so they have this cash behind them that that first home buyers might not have mm. you have to be like realistic have your eyes open um, for the, to that type of thing um, and then you should see a personal finance um, advisor yeah. and, or a mortgage and broker and even if you're not ready like, yeah. they will tell you look Uh, As you stand now, what your goal is, you're probably not going to achieve it this year, but you could do it next year, but you must do this. Like my son, uh, he's 24, Mm. and he's looking to buy his first home this year. And he could have bought it last year, at the end of last year. I said, Oh, you can go in, you can, you know, you'd be pre approved. You're laughing. And um, he's like, No, no, he wants to show a solid. Month by month, continuous saving rate to his bank. Yeah. So that when his bank finally makes him an offer of an interest rate, it's going to be the lowest interest rate he can get. These kids are so savvy. Hmm. Good uh, man. Yeah. yeah. So Very I mean, good. Like, and he's not concerned about FOMO. You know that he might uh, miss out mm. or whatever. He's like, this property there. Mm. If I miss out on this one, there'll be another some, one, and that's else the attitude that up. you yeah. need to have. Like you yeah. need to know, because that's what they rely on. They rely on people thinking. When you're, uh, you know, buying a property, that oh my god, if you don't buy it now, that's going to be it. it's going to be nothing mm.
3: else. There will always be another property. Yeah, I've got a. I've, there's a really good friend who, um, who he runs his own um, real estate agency, and and he's he's done quite well because of the shift into online. And mm. the the biggest piece of advice that he ever gave me was not to be emotionally invested. Yes, As you get emotionally invested into a property. That okay. is the
2: key. Like, yeah that's what that's the gold if you're selling a property that's the gold you want to you can see it in people's eye when they walk in the house Mm -hmm. and you just have to look at the the partner or the wife or the kids even and they just go oh and you (laughs) just know yes (laughs) And, and you know uh there's been many many people that have fallen in love with properties and have had to walk away heartbroken yeah because they haven't been able to get it and somebody else has jumped in at the last second or whatever um but yeah, that's, that's the thing that like you can't be too emotionally
1: interested. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a really, really great tip that if you don't get the property, it's not the end of the road. You made a really interesting point, Sophie, about, um, you know, noticing, uh, the types of, uh, of, 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 people who are purchasing within this particular season, um, in this season, who are they? Like the majority, who are they? Are they the first home own uh, first home buyers? Are they the grandparents? Are they in the investors? Are they um, people looking to now that things have slowed down just create a change or a shift in their daily life? It's you know what? What's the majority?
2: It's all of the above. Like you should assume like a wide range of diverse people rocking up for the same house that you want. Um and, and and, not just them, people that you can't see because there's people from the south that are like bidding and putting their thing in, whispering in agents' ear saying, Keep me in mind for this property um and, and investors are, are back in the market in full force with interest rates so low mm-hmm. and all these caps on invest investor loans uh being removed. Um and first-home buyers are in the market with like, amazing grants available to them right now.
1: First-home owners grant the uh, of, that the government's handing out for first-home I have no idea. Is it 15,000? Yeah. yeah. And that's currently what it's at. That. Uh, yes, I think
2: it was 20,000. Yes, I know. And then they removed the 5,000. Okay. Um, and the um, the 20,000 was like a sweetener mm. uh, after the budget. Mm. Yeah.
1: and is it still apply to only new homes or existing only new
2: homes? that's the thing so if you're a first home buyer the only thing you're really going to benefit from buying an established house is the, the stamp duty you know, you're going to have to pay stamp duty mm. which is still a lot of money
0: mm. um, of and if
2: that's what you're after that's what you're after a lot, lot of young people are uh, rent vesting mm. in that circumstance so they would buy an established house that might be run down they might fix it up rent it out and then they live somewhere else mm. you know Um, share housing or whatever that's the option for many young people these days Um, and then others are jumping on the home builder grant yes you know Mm. $15,000 is nothing to scoff at yeah Uh, uh, to go towards your home and then you add the first home uh, owner grant grant. and stamp duty exemptions and things like that and you know something you could Could almost have $50,000 almost you know, in, in and the have your dream family.
1: home in the first run,
2: exactly. And all you have to do, I think, is live there for is it a year or six
1: months. Uh, I think it's a year, 12 months, and then before you're allowed to flip it over to renting, yes, yes. yeah. And
2: that's that's lovely. doable,
1: yeah. yeah. That is right. Yeah. Are, are you seeing an increase in, uh, you know. Uh, with people buying, but are you also seeing an increase with the rental market as well in this cur- in these current times? Yeah, we just had a
2: story um, the other day about how the vacancy rates have tightened all across Queensland, and so it's below 1% across mass every region in Queensland. Why is so that? 0.9% mm-hmm. is in Greater Brisbane right now.
1: Wow. Why do you think there's been an influx for that? Well,
2: we had this stage in like in Brisbane, for example, where a couple of years ago, I think it was uh, 4 or 5 years ago, there was like a massive surge in developers building all these apartments. That's and right. So many yep. overseas investors yep. were backing these buildings because they were just buying, throwing money at it, mm-hmm. saying in four years' time, my son's going to come to uni in Brisbane, so mm-hmm. I'm going to buy this now and have it sit there. Um, yeah, so all of those have basically been taken up now. Um, and, and there hasn't been as many new buildings coming up. And so you're reaching this point now where developers should maybe start thinking about putting new properties in because, you know, money's cheap right now. Um, That's an idea. <laughs> they're finding yeah. lots of uh, little, um, like, builders and things, new, yeah. like doing little boutique developments Yeah, because, you know, there's people who are retiring or downsizing from their big houses and they need, they want to live in these apartments They're like, fully serviced. So there's sort of these all these niche markets um, hmm. emerging now. But that big, like that big building boom Brisbane had, that was fully almost So that's coming to the end of its span by yep. overseas buyers mm. who have now backed off uh, because of COVID, because mm. of restrictions put in by China on mm. you know money transfers and things.
3: I know you mentioned um yeah, I mean this is this is common knowledge that um interest rates are quite low at the moment. Mm-hmm. But even despite despite the the interest rate being so low, a, a lot of people took up the option to to freeze their mortgages for a period. Mm-hmm. You know? Has has that has that impacted the the market, and has that impacted the way that banks are approaching the loan approval process? Um, has that um, when people are trying to sell or market their properties? Is that, is that a consideration mm. where, where there's potentially um, a mortgage is going to be frozen because they can't meet their requirements? Is, that,
2: mm. there, is were, there
3: anything in, in that you're seeing at your end?
2: Well, at the start of um, COVID, like in was it February, um, there were all these people that all of a sudden couldn't go to work. And so there, were, there was this fear that all these people are going to lose their jobs and what's going to happen to their mortgages and stuff. Mm. So, by I think end of March, I think it was, or at the height of the pandemic, which was uh, May around that period, um, Australia had 900,000 loans that were deferred. Wow. That's like a wow. massive number. So,
3: in monetary terms, what is that equal to? Oh. Like billions.
2: Billions. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and, and so, what, what uh, analysts were saying was, what's going to happen? Because all these loans were deferred. And these people were surviving on JobKeeper and JobSeeker and all these kind of payments yeah, for federal right. funding. Mm. So what's going to happen uh, come, I think it was September, when JobKeeper uh, Keeper was going to end? Yes. yes. And so they were saying that the banks were giving six months um, loan deferral period, so mm. you don't have to pay, and that six months was going to collide with when the JobKeeper was going to end. And so there were all these theories going on, sort of, you know, around May in that period, that what's going to happen is there's going to be this flood of properties hitting mm. the market, mm. and that's going to cause um, the property prices to just plummet across the country.
3: Did we see that?
2: That didn't emerge at all. Okay. And the reason that didn't emerge is, um, you know, the Reserve Bank moved very, very quickly. Um, to put in place all these conditions and started lending to banks at very, very low rates. That's right. Put in all these packages that were specifically designed mm. to ensure that the banks have no excuse for not doing as much as possible to help a family that's in need, that's mm. currently struggling, that might just help them make it through that period. And, I mean, the Australian Association of Banks it, um, talks about that as one of uh, the feathers in its cap. Mm. Like the banks have behaved... I mean, they got a lot of flack, right, (laughs) in the last couple of years uh, with the royal commission and everything. Mm. But this, but last year, I I think they upped themselves in how the lengths they went to to help people through. I mean, obviously there are cases where people um, have had their banks, uh, their houses repossessed. Um, People split during COVID, Mm. losing their job. You know, like human circumstances, right? Yeah, Um, and financial pressures. But by and large. the vast majority, like I think it was by September, there was only like a hundred thousand people that were still on deferred loans. The rest had started paying their, their loans back.
3: Mm. So
2: they just needed to be able to make it through that period. And a lot of people accepted their bank's uh, six month loan deferral not because they needed to, because they were still working, but because they just wanted to build up savings during that time. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people did that. And I
3: could I could tell you that as soon as uh, as as um, everything broke. I was, we had no idea what was going to happen, so I was thinking, well, should I be considering deferring my mortgage for a, a particular period? You know, luckily, we, we didn't have to do that, but it definitely came into my consideration
1: mm. that
3: it was, it was serious enough for us to think, well, yes, we might be on, on a low um, uh, interest rate, but um, we don't know how the business is going to be impacted. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's good to hear that, that so many people have gone...
2: Yeah, that haven't you know. have made it through. And that's. And yeah. that, and so what happened was, as we started to near that uh, period, buyers started to realize, oh, all these properties are not going to come on the market. Mm. Pro, uh, prices are not going to be dropping anytime soon. And prices continued to rise mm. through the pandemic. And then we reached December, like November, December, and the Reserve Bank is continuing to drop interest rates. I was mm. is it 0.1%? The official uh, interest rate right now, which is ridiculous. Like, who would have even mm. thought that? That is the lowest interest rate Australians have seen in history. Mm. Um, and so, if you're a, if you're a buyer, there's never been a better uh, time financially for you to buy it. I mean, that's not saying the market's really yeah. good for you, but if you are savvy and you do your research, if you keep hunting and you, and you uh, stay patient, mm. using that um, low interest rate. You know, you could find something, this could be your
1: year. And, and that's what's driving many people now to the market. Yeah. Mm. So what is your forecast for 2021 in the real estate market? I mean, that, that what you've said by and large is, is, is true in terms of what's actually rolled out and bank responses. But, you know, in the go forward, because it's still uncertain times, uh, you know, nothing seems to be set in stone as yet. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen in 2021?
2: But the Reserve Bank put out a. They had a study. Well, they did a study internally, and then they were forced to release it because of freedom of information, mm. which said that if they dropped interest the interest rate by one percent, that would result in a thirty percent increase in property prices in Australia over a three year period. Which, which, is, which is amazing. That why like caused mass panic, right? Um, and then uh, if it was a, a lower amount, it would, be, it would be 10% over three years. And the thing is, the Reserve Bank has behaved in a way to keep this ticking along for as long as possible because the vast majority of Australians have all their savings tucked in their in yeah their Yeah, that's right. And you cannot. Yeah. If you collapse that... What's going to happen to the country? And mm. so its I would say there is a bank's duty to have done what it did uh, and keep that going along. I mean, if you're a buyer and a 1st home buyer and things like that, obviously you would look at that and go, oh, my goodness. Mm. But at the same time, you're going to benefit from the lowest interest rates in history. Mm. Like, grandparents were paying ridiculous amounts in interest, like 17%, 18%. Mm. Mm. back in the 90s, eh? Yeah, people when, don't even... Yeah. Yeah. Like, you think about that now and you go what? Like that is I a mean, wow. crazy amount. Mm. Mind you, the, the, the prices they were buying much for lower, was much lower. Much lower. Yeah. yeah. But it's, I mean, it's all relative. So mm. uh, mm. are and, wages. And so things change. But yeah, it is a, it is a great um, time in terms of interest rates. Um, Australia has benefited because of how it approached um, the, its community approaches to COVID and how people have responded. You mm. know, the, uh, the adoption of tech Mm. Um, and it just continued to tick along the, the um, social services, you know, with all those um, job seeker, job keeper, like all those things. If you look at them in isolation, people will attack different policies. Yeah. But they've all combined to get us where we are now, which mm. I think is amazing. Yeah. I mean, Australia, I think, is really the lucky, lucky country compared to many the responses of many many yeah,
3: countries. Yeah, that's right. Are you seeing the same? A similar uptake with commercial properties
2: yeah, is has,
3: has that been a um uh you know given given that a lot of the workforce is no longer or partially back in the office or even not wanting to return mm. how is that impacting um commercial real estate yeah
2: that's a great point i mean when all the cvds ended you know, what's going to happen to your rents, what's going to happen to everything. A lot of landlords from uh, deferred home rents. Work is here to stay. <laughs> um, yeah, they made all sorts of arrangements to try and keep their tenants. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a massive issue and that's partly why most businesses are trying to get their workforce back in. I mean, there's been studies, uh, surveys about this and not everybody wants to come back to the office or mm. they want their employer to now consider allowing them to work from home a couple of days in the, in the, mm. you know, in the week. Mm. And so, offices are, they're, they're thinking, are going to have to um, adapt, and there might be more uh, workstation sharing and things like that mm. going on. And offices mm. getting condensed a bit more. Mm. I and mean, that has huge implications for co- commercial real estate. If you're like leasing office space and things, Mm. they don't think it's gonna completely die, but they're gonna have to be much smarter about what they do. Um, But on the flip side, like warehousing just shot up. Mm. People want to. People are buying online. Yes. Need all your warehouse space. Um, You know, that's that sort of thing. And um, so I suppose it just depends on where you are, like the location, um, Mm. and and what what you're going for. I mean, with I don't know, I don't even want to say this, knock on wood or whatever. Yeah. But like they say that theoretically the worst was over last year and now it's all you know adaptation I'm, I'm doing the adaptation <laughs> I, I'm talking on more than I don't I feel don't yes. bad saying yeah. because now I think my like am jinxed you mm-hmm. but <laughs> no no I, but, but yeah
1: we but are it, seeing the signs of it yes. though. more yeah. flexible work from home arrangements yeah. more life family balance that has come yes. through uh, this as well I think people are just uh, taking more time to appreciate what they what they do have yeah. uh, following this and even if it means um, spending more time at home and less time in the office, they are suddenly uh, mm. looking to find that and strike that balance.
2: And it's funny because that's had uh, implications for real estate too, because all these people like Scotland and all these people who are developing new homes are having to put office space That's right. their homes now. Yes, so the study has the taken point,
1: on a new meaning. Yes. Yeah. So
2: it's now like mm. three beds and a study. Mm. It's not like four bedrooms that one can be converted yeah. into yes. a study. It's like, yes, we have office space in this house um, and uh, internet access. So, mm. like this, uh, that's changing the way people are designing homes now. Mm. And, and so, there's this like uh, ripple effect mm. happening across the economy. Alright,
1: well thank you so much for that Uh, Sophie, what a great discussion uh, especially to kickstart off our first podcast for the year Um, and um, we really enjoyed uh, chatting uh, with you in regards to what the real estate market's going to look like in a post COVID uh, era Uh, definitely lots to think about and we hope that uh, it's been uh, beneficial for you our listeners uh, tuned in to us today, Uh, feel free to tune in next week when we bring in someone else uh, to listen. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Corny and Lind Legal Chatter podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode of Corny and Lind Legal Chatter. If you require specific legal advice for your situation, contact us directly on 07-3252-0011 or go to www.cornianlind.com.au forward slash contact.